I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee Janae. I'm Magnum Prime. And we're the host of the WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with color. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. everybody i hope all is well i hope you enjoy this week's episode because i am talking about fat girl summer fat girl fall with a special guest sydney now sydney is on twitter i'll make sure i'll put their twitter handle so you can all check them out I wanted to have a conversation with a, another fat person about, you know, fat phobia. And I wanted to talk about, you know, fat visibility. Now, recently there's been this really big conversation about the artist. Um, I want to say that the basis of the conversation with this particular artist is this artist had a um, plus size model in their video. However, the plus size model was like the love interest. And that's something that we really don't get to see much in media. And I was happy to see it, but I think we need more of that not really a but but we do I want to be adamant about that so I wanted to talk about fat visibility and I wanted to talk about fat phobia and I wanted to talk about having sex as being a fat person right because there are the stereotypes that bigger people are sexually limited and sidebar that there are also these stereotypes that um, bigger people, especially women, are a little bit more um, passive and submissive because of our weight. And what I mean by that is because we're bigger, some people, particularly men, feel that bigger people are prone to just go with the flow and just be happy that someone is interested in them and as I when I was younger I was self-conscious about you know um, being a bigger person and my body type and my my whole appearance and my self-esteem when I was younger not heavily re- relied on but it did I did encourage 
the validation from smaller people. And because of that, I, you know, I talked about this before that I, I, I was confident or at least more confident in being what is considered a small fat, meaning like, you know, you're fat, but you're not too fat, or at least you're, you're fat, but you're fat enough to be still accepted amongst straight sized people and skinny people and you know you're the acceptable fat you know you're fat but you're still busty or you're still curvy you know your stomach is big but not too big because you know you make up for for like hips and thighs and you know and it is it is internalized fat phobia that my appearance has to be validated by others and I had to learn to grow out of that because you know as you grow older you get bigger you gain weight you lose weight whatever the case may be but to center your self-esteem based on the validity of others is very damaging and I had to grow out of it And it's not easy. So I'm not saying this to chastise anyone, but it is it is a long journey. It takes a lot of a lot of putting a mirror to myself and learning how to just accept me who I am and to realize that I'm enough, whether I'm small fat, medium sized fat, fat extra fat it doesn't matter I am who I am I'm an individual I am worthy I deserve love respect um I am deserving I deserve to be a center to be the center of attention I deserve to be a love interest I deserve to be a heartthrob you know these are things that I deserve because I'm a person and I I carry myself that way and it took a while for me to be where I am now and I know I've talked about you know postpartum weight gain before and how that has affected my self-esteem so I'm kind of, I'm you know took some steps back I'm trying to be better going forward not just for myself but you know I have a daughter and I don't want to I don't want her to be concerned about her weight at least when she's in the comfort of her own of her own home I want her home to remain a safe space because I think um you're you start noticing your body image and having body image issues in the home first you know it's usually your family members who tell you you're too fat or you're too skinny or this about your body before you even meet friends and you go outside in the world you 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 pretty much become aware of your body home first and I don't ever want to do that to her because it impacts you you know for a very long time so you know we talked about This episode is really just talking about, you know, navigating fatness and we talk about sex toys, you know, what what fat girl friendly sex toys are on the market, 
we talk about you know a lot of sex so if you are you know this is a very adult conversation but it also takes on a lot of serious issues and you know just a lot of things that are sensitive or things that bigger people think about and have to navigate so if you are a bigger person like myself and you want to hear some tips you want to get some insight on how to you know go from a fat girl summer to a fat girl autumn fall without being just someone's warm bed buddy because we are more than just a comfort for people we deserve love all year round all all seasons not just one season um check out the episode and i'm you know shout out to sid for coming on the show and for giving their insight it was really dope so follow them on twitter follow me on twitter dainty thug and enjoy the episode Hey everybody, welcome to Dainty Thug Podcast, another episode. We have a special guest today. Hey, Sydney, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How about you? I'm glad that you're feeling good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. We are having a hot girl summer officially, but not just <laughs> any hot girl summer. We are having a hot fat girl summer, and we're about to have a fat girl fall, which will lead to fat girl winter and fat girl spring. <laughs> <laughs> and I think absolutely one of the things I really like detest the most is when. People, like, joke that, you know, fat girls are only popping in the winter. Like, no, we're popping year-round. All year-round. Yeah. All year I hate that so much. Yeah. I hate that so much. Because I'm like, (laughs) it just makes you feel like you're disposable. And it's like, no, I'm not here to keep you warm in the winter. I'm not here to cook your food. Like, no, that's not... (laughs) What I it think is? it's a way that people say it just to say that they like yeah. fat girls. They want to, like, joke about it, but mm-hmm. they don't really want to admit that they're attracted to bigger people. Yeah, and it's like, I'd rather you just admit it, but I guess it, there's a stigma with admitting that you're attracted to fat people. There's something that does come along with that, I will say, especially with, like, thin people. It does, there's an idea that thin people are, like, lowering their standards or, you know, it's beneath them to date somebody fat. So, like, I Mm -hmm. understand that, but I'm also, like, just say you like fat people. It's really not that hard. If you like fat people, just say, oh, I like fat people. Like, just be, like, about it. But I also understand, I guess, in a way. I understand, but I don't care. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, fuck them. Honestly. Yeah, honestly, I, like, thought about it. Yeah, it's it's just too late in the game to like be half ass about like liking like fat people and having a fat partner. It's just I don't I don't want it. I personally am not with it. I'm not about it. I mean, it used to be like when I was younger, I definitely had boyfriends. Like eventually, I would realize like, oh wait, like they don't like me. They don't want to like, be in public with me because I'm fat, or like their friends don't know about me know about me because I'm fat. But like it would mm-hmm. come later on in the relationship where I would see like behaviors and like, well, why why don't we go on dates? Well, why don't we do this? Why does he treat her like this but not me like that? And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is why. So it's just like I'm tired. I don't I don't want to. I just don't. 
So I get it, definitely. How do you feel about fat people parties? Are you pro fat people parties or are you like ambivalent or fat people parties? Because when I was younger, I guess I don't know if that was my own internal pies, fat phobia, but I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to a fat party. I'm just going to go to a regular party and I'm just going to be a fat person at a, at a regular party. But do you think fat people parties or social scenes are important? Absolutely. But first of all, I didn't know fat parties existed until I listened to like another episode of yours. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's like fat people partying together. Like nobody ever told me that. Like I did not know. So like that's yeah, super new. Like, like, yeah. Um well I found out let's see when was the first fat person part the fat body party I had or went to or knew about. Um Black Planet. It used to be but I wasn't old enough but I know there was like this BBW chat on Black Planet and mm-hmm. people used to talk about this club in New mm-hmm. York where, like, all, like, the bigger people will go and party, like, the specific night, and it would be, like, like a very um, fat-positive type of environment. But still, in those environments, still seemed to be very toxic because it felt like, mm-hmm. you know, when they got back online, you know, they, well, at least with the women, they, it came across like men were just preying on them. Mm. and not really Mm. interested. So that's why I think I kind of like the perception I had of, like, those type of parties. Like, I felt like people who might have a fetish or might think that, you know, people are easier because they're bigger Mm -hmm. might, you know, fall for that. And I just kind of, like, stayed away from that scene. Yeah, I I usually anything that has, like, BBW, like, associated with it, to be honest, I stay away because for me, that's already like a red flag. It's like fetishizing, fetishizing, and I don't, I don't, I hate that so much. So for me, I'm already like, mm, maybe I don't want to go to this party. But like, I could see that. For me, in my head, when you said fat party, I just saw like a bunch of fat people like dancing around, having a good time, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a, like a nice ass space. But yeah, no, the preying on fat women, especially when it's like something online and public, and it does attract like. I hate to say chubby chasers, but okay, like chubby chasers, like men who fetishize women, and it, it, it that like would make me uncomfortable. Like I don't, I don't want that. I um, right. more so like the like the the pool parties, the like the fat pies pool parties. I feel like are something mm-hmm. that are like maybe a little better because they're more so surrounded by around like fat sims getting together in a pool, having swimsuits, right? You know, that's having a good time. That's why it's, that's why yeah. it's so much more tolerable. Yeah. So like that, I feel like if they could like keep that same energy to like nighttime, like you know, like you know, a sim fat sim like event at nighttime, I would be more comfortable. But, like, a BBW outing, and, no, I just, I wouldn't, because I hate, I re- like, I really do, and, like, my core hate men who fetishize fat women, mostly because <laughs> these same men are nowhere to be found when it's time to talk about, like, fat liberation. They're literally nowhere to be found. You're in my DMs right. saying you want to fuck my rose, but you're nowhere to be found when I'm getting called a fat bitch on the street. So it's just, like, I don't. 
I hate it so much. And I, I really hate it even more when then people who fetishize you act like they're doing you a favor or when you tell them people like, no, he doesn't like me. He likes me because I'm fat. And they'll be like, oh, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, like you don't – I hate it. I, like, I really do hate, like, fat fetishizing so much. And I think a lot of people – walk a fine line, especially online, with fetishizing fat people and mm-hmm. loving fat people and praising fat people. Like, it's it's definitely a fine line. And a lot of people walk it, and I try to stay away from it because it sets me off so bad. Yeah, I have come across my fair share of chubby chasers, feeders, and it's really ridiculous on, you know, how they treat you. Like, I don't really like to, I'm not in the business of, like, kink shaming, but, like, I just don't like, I don't like the idea of a man or anybody, not just a man, but specifically a man, Mm -hmm. calling me, like, piggy as a term of endearment. Yeah, like that. Like you said, I'm not trying to keep saying either, either, especially because I'm probably like BDSM and it's like something that I really do love. But no, like I don't, I don't, nah, like the fat names, not for me. So like I don't want to like shame any like sex workers, anybody who is into it, that's fine. But like, no, like you're not calling me a piggy or a will, anything like that. Like I don't like it at all. It just feels... Like I said, it just feels so dehumanizing, and it, I don't feel like I'm a human being or, like, a person. It just really breaks me down mm-hmm. so much. So, like, I don't I don't engage in it, especially when I was into BDSM. There were, like, a lot of people who would approach me and, like, would be into, like, the feeding and stuff, and I'm just like, no. Like, first of all, I don't like food and sex together, so that's one thing. Two, it's just, like, I don't, like I said, I don't want to feel like a subhuman. I don't want to feel like... I'm nothing or the object that you're, like, sleeping with. Like, I just don't want to mm-hmm. feel like that. So, for me, I definitely had limits, hard limits, when it came to, like, fat kinks. Me too, because it's like, it can, get, it can go left real quick. Same thing I have, like, you know, with, like, with, like, race play. Like, I don't like to oh shame people, yeah. but just, like, certain things are, like, a hard no for me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the line between there. appreciating you and yeah. fetishizing you. Yeah, I'm trying my hardest to get to where I don't, like, keep saying race, like, race players, but, like, it's just, I can't. Like, it's a no. Like, I just can't imagine, like, someone just calling me just, like, racist. Letting a white person just call me racist. Where, like, I just can't imagine that. So, like, I just, I can't do it. <laughs> that was always something for me. with people. I've I've had conversations with people who engage in it, and, like, they're the same message that comes across is because they give the person permission to mm-hmm. say that, and, you know, some of them are being compensated for it. It's not, like, degrading because they hold the power. Yeah. I feel like it's a difference when, um, like, when black sex workers participate in race play, when, like, comes to, like, degrading, like, the white clients or something else, I feel like it's a different thing rather than when white people partake in it and with them calling, you know, 
black, like their black partners or clients, like racist names. I feel like it's a different thing because for one, racism doesn't live like in a vacuum. So when you like, when you do that, it's not really, kink is like a fantasy. So you're not really participating in a fantasy when you're calling your black client, client inward. You are participating in like a system and you are dehumanizing them and you are per, are being violent. Like that's just, it's a no for me. But, like, also, like I said, I try my best not to shame because there are definitely kinks that I have that people are like, no, like, how, how, how can you be in it? So, like, I'm trying to be, like, let me just hold my tongue, but it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you like what you like, like I you just, don't like what you don't like. Yeah, I just be trying to, like, mind my, yeah, trying to mind my business. So I'm like, I don't want to call me out on my shit, but I'm like, I don't know how you do it. So. <laughs> Now, back to fat bodies. Now, I have been blogging for a while, and I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of plus-size bloggers come and go, but it seems like the most popular plus-size bloggers, like the big ones, the verified ones, mm-hmm. the ones we see in, like, ads and things like that, it seems to me a nice some of them have undergone weight loss surgery yeah so they they started off maybe like a size 20 22 24 maybe even like a smaller fad 18 20 or whatever mm-hmm. and now they're like all size 10 12 14 16 max yeah do you think that yeah, type I... of transformation is well, at least to their community. Like, we're just talking about the people who supported them, who've been following them on the Internet for years and been fans of their work. Do you think it's fair to their community to not just have the weight loss surgery but not admit that they had the weight loss surgery and, like, they're literally half the size they were still considering themselves or still being a part of the plus size community as a small fat versus their former self. Um, I've seen this too. I think I've tweeted it like a while ago. Like, I'm 23, so like all these like um, when Instagram first started like got popping, and like I first got into like plus size clothing before I got into like fat liberation. My first step was like plus size bloggers. So like all like the plus size bloggers I used to look up to have, like, all lost weight. Like, all of them are, like, have lost weight. And so I found myself, honestly, I hate to say it, like, I'm following. Most part, mostly because, for one, I'm here for plus-size clothing. So if you're above, like, a, I mean, you're below, like, 18, I'm not going to follow you. I'm sorry. And secondly, because I start to, like, notice that they will, like, post, like, weight loss journeys. And it became very much like a diet page. So I, I got uncomfortable and it was like, okay, I don't want to be like, you know, don't love your body, you know, hide yourself. But I'm also kind of like, I, I, I followed you because I love how much you love your, like, fat body and how much you inspired me to wear certain clothes, inspired me to, like, live out loud. But now it's becoming like you're supporting diet culture more and more. So I feel like now that allow me to become smaller fats, I feel like they should definitely – be uplifting facts that are bigger than them. Because right. now they have a little bit more privilege, now you have a little bit more social currency, and now you have a bigger platform. You need to be uplifting 
disabled fat people, you need to be able to think career fat people, fat people of color, fats that are bigger than you, super fat, you need to be promoting them more and uplifting them more. But you often need to be more self-aware about what you post. Like I said, I don't want to shame people into not loving their bodies or anything like that or shame them for getting weight loss surgery, but you also need to be careful about what you post and what you're sending out there, especially your audience. Like I said, people like me, I will unfollow you if I see a weight loss journey hashtag, a diet, anything, I'm I'm unfollowing you. And I'm also probably going to unfollow because, like, I'm here for fashion, and we're not the same size. We're not shopping at the same places now. So I'm just kind of like, I mean, that's fair. Cute, that's fair. Yeah, like, we're cute. That's cute. I like it. I like you. But you're a size 10. I'm a size 22. So I just, I'm going to move on. So, yeah, I <laughs> think they need to be more careful. Yeah, they do. I'm like, we not even in the same section no more, girl. Like, why am I here? <laughs> so, like, I hate, I, I, like, come to terms with, like, I would, like, and follow. And I used to feel bad, but I'm like, y'all doing good. Y'all are okay, but I can't. So, yeah, I just feel like they need to be using their privilege. Use that. Boost people, especially now a lot of them have, like, contracts with, like, different brands. A lot of them become brand ambassadors. You need to be, like, using that platform to, like, uplift the community that got you where you are right. and not feel like, yeah, and I'd be so quick to, like, act like you weren't plus size or size 18 a year ago. So. Oh, right. That is, I think we're pretty much on the same accord with that. You know, like, when I see mm-hmm. plus size, you know, bloggers, I think what kind of, like, rubs me the wrong way is, like, okay, you're smaller and you're definitely promoting, you know, I'm in the gym, cycling, so cycling every day. Like, okay, but, you know, I just feel like more transparency needs to be in the conversation. Like, Uh I don't think people will automatically, I mean, some people will because that's how people are, but, you know, as opposed to telling, like, your platform of thousands of people that, you know, you lost 200 pounds because you soul cycle every day, I don't think right. that's really fair. The truth. Yeah. You know, because I, um, as an influencer, that's what you're doing. You're influencing people. Yeah, especially when you start to sell, like, diet plans or try to sell off your diet plan it's like, no, that's, like, you're misleading. I definitely think there should be some type of, like, like you said, transparency, especially when you just up and lose a bunch of weight, and it's like, we know you didn't lose that weight overnight. So right. I, I do think they should. I really do. I feel like, like you said, it's misleading. I mean, I don't need to know every detail, but also it's, it's, it's okay to be like, you know, yeah, I got gastric bypass surgery. Yeah, I got this and this. Yeah, I got, like, you know, Brazilian. Like, it's, it's okay to, I feel like it's okay to say that, but I also feel like they're, like, ashamed in a way somehow, too. Like, they feel like, you know, people are going to shame them from, like, losing this weight because this whole time you've said you love your fatness and now you've lost weight. So, like, I again, I hate to say I get that, but I'm also kind of like, you just need to be upfront and don't try to sell nobody no diet plan, knowing doggone well you went to Dr. Miami. Like, just be honest. So, like, like we know that shit tea did not make you go from a size 20 to a 10. Like, we know that. Just say it, and it's okay. Now, speaking of fat 
Girl, sex. I feel like there's a lot of myths that goes along with that girl sex. Like, my favorite one is, oh, bigger girls can't take it. And I don't know where that came from or how it started, but I wish it would stop. Oh, literally. My, um, My last partner told a friend of his that we had sex and you know like penetration just wasn't happening during this time it was just like "Mm, it wasn't gonna work this session so we just gonna keep on going so he told him like you know no we didn't end up doing it just didn't work out like penetration just didn't end up working out this time the guy told him like oh yeah that's because you know fat girls like vaginas are like really small because they're fat and i'm just like the the public (laughs) public school system is telling everybody what like because I'm fat, like my vagina, like that has that, like I just could not even say. Like I laugh about it, and it's just like outrageous that someone would even like say that. It's just so many things I've heard, and like that, I'm just, or like I'm more disappointed that so many men repeat it. Like they all yeah. repeat it. Yeah, like it's the gospel truth, and I'm like nobody like thought this through, like. You really didn't. But I also hate the term, like, take dick. Like, I'm not here to take your dick. Like, that's not (laughs) what I'm here to do. So I hate that anyway. But, yeah, it's just weird that, like, no one is like, well, this doesn't sound right. Let me Google it. I don't know. This doesn't sound right. How about I ask somebody with a vagina if this is true? Like, why are you just passing that around like it's... Like a factual thing. I I don't get it. I don't know. Men have this thing where they just feel like... They know more about, like, people with vaginas' body than they do. So, like, cis men really just feel like they know more about vaginas than everybody else. And I'm just like, you don't have one. So how can you tell me about mine? Like, I don't I don't know what it – I don't know. I, look, men I don't mean, barely know about their own penis, let alone a vagina. The gag. That's what I'm just like, <laughs> my business. Like, it's so easy just to mind your own business or, like, ask questions. They just be, like, saying stuff, and I'm, like, you're just walking around here just saying things. I just don't understand it. I, uh, I hope it's not intrusive. If it is, you could tell me, shut the fuck up. But mm-hmm. as a bigger person, what are some of your more pleasurable positions, sexual positions? Ooh, okay. It depends on my partner, definitely. It, okay. like, absolutely depends. Like, it depends the partner, like, the partner and the partner, because of, like, my partner's size or height or, like, depends on my partner. Right now, okay, let's see. I don't know if my boyfriend will even be upset with this. Right now, honestly, I like missionary a lot. It's super intimate uh-huh. at the moment. <laughs> so I like that, because I like like to feel the weight of him on top of me. That is my mm-hmm. favorite right now. Sometimes I like doggy a lot. More so because I can, like, yeah. control, like, how far in. Two, yeah, doggy is, is usually. Doggy and missionary. It's, like, so basic, but I don't care. I'll do that all day. But he's, like, he's underrated sometimes, especially if you have, like, a really good yeah. partner or if the partner is, like, nice and girthy, like, Basic is okay. I think basic becomes an issue if you have a partner that's not really as involved as they should be. 
Yeah, and I also feel like if it gets routine, I understand people who, like, get bored with certain positions because it starts to feel like a routine. Like, we do this, and then we do this, and then that. So I think that, with me, is something I've learned. Like, I have to mix a routine. I have to, like, throw something in there. Like, okay, this time, let's use my vibrator. This time, let's do this. This time, let's do it on the couch. This time, let's, like, so I think, for me, it's about, like, okay, missionary, but, like, how can I change it from the last time I did it? Speaking of vibrators, are you a vibrator dildo person or just, like, a bullet vibrator or what? What's your favorite What's your favorite toy? I am a, what do you like, think is, like, really good for, like, the bigger wand. bodies? The wand? I don't know what bigger bodies. For me, the wand. I like wands, mostly because penetration for me, penetration right now is a iffy thing because I have, I don't know how to like the word for it. So right now, penetration, I have like anxiety around it. So mm-hmm. it like hurts for the most part. Sometimes like it's not happening, you know, or sometimes it works out. So it's kind of iffy. So for me, I love wands. I, I love wands so much. I have the, um, the, I can't pronounce it, the blue and white one. The, no, everyone has it. Hitachi? I got it. The Japanese The Hitachi? I can't pronounce it. Everybody has it. I got it. What is it? It's going to take everything in me to learn how to pronounce it. The Hitachi? Yeah. I have that one. I like that one. Like, when I got it, I want to hurt you. I am so ignorant. Like, when people were talking about it, I thought they were talking about, like, the Japanese food food eatery place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, why is everybody talking about this one? But it's not hibachi. It's hibachi. <laughs> I got the box is in my, like, basket somewhere. I got to find it. But, yeah, that. I love it. When I, like, when I seen it, like, online and, like, you know, it, I thought it was, like, a regular, I said regular size, but I thought it was a lot smaller. When I got it, it is huge, like, Really? I can literally feel that. Yes. If I turn it up, I can feel it on my asshole. Definitely. Like, what? it's the vibration. Yes. <laughs> That's what I feel with my asshole. If you turn it up, it's like, oh, my God. And I've turned it off, and now my vagina still is, like, feeling. I'm like, oh, my God. This is crazy. Yeah. I have I live by a mystery it. one. I think that's called. No, or what's the name of it? mystery vibe that's what I have and mm-hmm. it's like this really flexible vibe it's not a dildo really but well it could be used like a dildo but they tell you not to really use it as a dildo but it's about eight inches long and it's like this couturing vibrator that has like 10 different settings 10 different mm-hmm. speeds and you can, like, use your phone app to, like, turn it on remotely. Oh, my God. So you can play with your partner with it. <laughs> and I love it. I know that. Like, it, it fits, like, and you can, like, literally wrap it around your wrist in a circle. Like, you oh can't God. break it. <laughs> I've been, like, thinking about what I want to get next. Because I'm, like, I need something, like, like I said, penetration is kind of, like, eh, for me. So I'm like, I need something else. And yeah, that. I want to try the one that feels like oral sex. You know, the one that's like, mm-hmm. that one. I want to try that one. Everyone that says it's so good, like, that is definitely next on, like, my wish list. Which one I is that? 
I can't. I don't know the name because a lot of brands have it. It's it's the one that feels like oral sex. It kind of like sucks on your clit, and then it also blows out like a puff of air too. Sometimes too during. Oh wow! So it like sucks. Yeah, it like sucks. It's like a little. How do I describe it? It looks like kind of like a little remote, and so then it's like a little circle, like a rubber circle, and it kind of like has a suction on it. Mm-hmm. And also, some of them, like I said, has like a puff. Does like a puff of air too, so it basically is supposed to like mimic like oral sex. Oh wow! I need to try that it. Sounds really yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, I felt like one before I put my finger in it. And it really sucks really good. And I'm like, oh my god, like this is amazing. It's so, like I want to try it. That's definitely next for me. What but would you tell, Hitachi, if, you could go, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your 13-year-old self and your 16-year-old self? Oh, my God. 13-year-old self? I don't know what to about 13-year-old self. I think that, honestly, that like I hate to say, like, it gets better because everyone says that, but truly, it gets so much better. I think at 13, so much was going on in my life. It felt like so permanent. So I think I would really tell myself it gets better and that I would definitely be a lot more confident and that the people in your life who are, like, shitting on you (laughs) are really, like, are not good with themselves. So not to take it personally. Um, 16-year-old self... Um, I think six-year-old self, I would say, to be a better planner about my life. I think that would be the best, to, like, be a better planner about, like, my future in college. Hmm, that's fair. Yeah. That's totally fair. I think for my 16-year-old self, I definitely would, like, tell myself, Go straight to college. Don't pass. Go. Don't collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Just go straight to school. Get your degree. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about boys. They'll always be there. Um, yeah. I also tell my sixteen year old self, "You are not sad." I mean, even though I was technically, <laughs> but like I was like yeah. seriously, like my sixteen year old size was not uh-huh. as fat as I thought I was at that time. I was like an 18, at eight, like 16. I think I was like a size 18. So, like, I knew I was fat my whole life. But, like, I don't know if I thought myself was more fat. I people say that all the time. And I was like, I don't think I was fatter than I actually was. I right. Think, I don't know. Yeah. I think I was just, knew I was just fat. I, at that time, I didn't know what level of fat. I just knew I was fat. I was just like, I, I just I guess I am. <laughs> Like, I did not ever think, like, oh, I'm kind of small with that. Size 18 is fine. Size 18 at that time, I was like, I can't go nowhere but Sears and slap Junior Plus. <laughs> now, but. last day, we talked about, like, the new, um, what's her name? The, um, am I saying her name right? Numani? Numani? Numani, yeah. We were talking about. Normie. A week ago, so. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about her video, and she has the plus-size model from Canada, mm-hmm. Nao. Her name is Naomi. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, like, how it's good to see a plus-size woman 
the love interest, but it still senses like skinny validation. Yeah. Like and he wasn't like I said, I like to see it. Huh? And he wasn't even on I, you. He wasn't. It, 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 <laughs> it, 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 right? He was regular. Like I felt like she was all fly looking, and they couldn't get her a ball. Yeah. Or like I was like, but if they don't let me, I'm like, y'all could have threw her a five. Could threw her a five. Threw her actor or something. Like he looked like he had Toronto. He was like, he was, <laughs> the budget was running up. They had to cut corners, okay? They <laughs> had to do what they had to I do. I was like, I got y'all a fine dude off one of those, you know, great <laughs> left hands threads or something like that. I was like, mm, I go with the beater and the, okay. I was like, oh. But, like, that is I the like the regular nigga, nigga I've ever seen in the video yeah. in my life. All of them looked like so I'm just like, okay, I guess. I just, uh, I don't know. I I like to see it, especially like someone. You her name is Naomi, right? Especially Mm -hmm. like Naomi's size, because like usually when like fat women have like a love interest, usually the fat women are like size 12, 16, and I'm like, okay, I guess. That's not me. That's not, like, something I can relate to. They're smaller fat. Okay, cute. But so I like that they did choose a fatter woman, fatter woman who was, like, above a size 18. So I did like that. But I'm also kind of like she's desirable in some ways. I think that we talked about this, too. She's absolutely desirable in some ways. She's light-skinned. Very light skin. She, yeah, she's yellow. Um, she like has a certain shape, and like let's just like she has sex appeal. Like let's just say what it is. I mean that's fine. I like I said I have no problem with that. That's cool. But to thin people, you have to hit certain marks in order for them to feel like you are deserving of that. Right. Because if Naomi was, you know didn't have an hourglass shape, if she was a darker-skinned fat woman, if she didn't look like the way she looked, it would have been a little bit of controversy. It would have been a little bit of, oh, why did she Oh, why did she cast her? Ugh, why are they promoting obesity? Why are they doing this and that? And not to say there wasn't, you know, a little bit of pushback. Of course it will be. But it wasn't in the amount that it was when Gabby Sidibe had a whole love interest on Empire. It was an uproar. It was a joke. It was key, 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 uh, you know, nobody want her. So it's just very much like, I guess, for me, it's kind of like, I kind of shrugged at it. Like I said, it was nice to see it, but I also was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, I also don't see myself in that relation, I guess. I don't see women like me, feminine people like me in that. Like, I just don't see it. And so when it happens, yeah, so yeah, so when it happens, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, cute. So I can't – I try to, like, shit on it because I'm also, like, just because it doesn't – I don't identify with it doesn't mean another fat woman doesn't. So right. I was just kind of like, okay, it's cute. But I'm also, like you said, I also know this was only happened because then people found Naomi fine as fuck. And she is, but only because they found her desirable. That's 100% valid. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know about you, but I am totally ready for the fall. I love rocking, like, skinny jeans and boots, and I love rocking, you know, getting my cute girl on, my pretty girl swag, walking around drinking my lattes with my baby and my Uggs. I don't care. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally ready. I live in Michigan. Exit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to go to the store. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate You're you. Welcome. We're definitely gonna have to have another conversation, especially about sex toys, because I'm gonna have to look some of these up to see yes. what is popping. Because yes. I only got one. I think I need another one. Get you a Hitachi, put it on the, the loudest one, the loudest, the highest one, and just, you know, <laughs> vibrate off your baby. <laughs> it is loud. But, like, put it on the highest one and, like, vibrate off your bed because it's going to, like, fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Okay. You're so welcome. All right. Thank no, you. no, wait. Before you leave, tell everybody mm-hmm. where to find you on Twitter. Okay. So my at is... Is it black, fat, queer? Why don't I my ad? Oh, my God. Okay. Black, fat, queer. I believe it's it. This order of it. <laughs> my name is Sydney Sky. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Sid with two Ds, Sky. Yay. Thank you. Follow thank follow you. them. And then, you know, let them know that you heard them here. All right. So I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, Bye. for listening. And y'all be cool. Peace.